guys, welcome to the first official episode of Under the Rug. I am Kai Stone. I hope y'all doing awesome. Today, I just wanted to hop right into the topic for this week, which is grief and knowing what the grief process may look like and how it may look different depending on the person. This whole idea is such a crazy thing I talk about because a lot of people do not perceive grief for what it is, especially black people. And the reason that this is my first topic is because I'm one of those people that did not really look at it for what it was and it affected my mental state, it affected my relationships, and basically how I treated everyone and myself. And I spent a lot of time thinking that it was just that I was lazy, that I was doing everything wrong, and that I was a bad friend and just an all-around bad person. In reality, I was just going through something and just maybe needed some help. So, I saw a post a couple of days ago that said, it was actually a tweet. It said, my therapist said something in our last session that I can't get out of my head. Black women don't recognize that they're struggling with depression or anxiety. Instead, they think that they're failing. This post challenged everything that I thought I knew about myself. I felt like it was taboo to self-diagnose yourself with anxiety or depression in place of being professionally diagnosed. But it wasn't that I was ashamed to, you know, go see someone about it. It's just like, that I didn't think that I needed it, that it was necessary. And before I hop into the main point of this episode, I wanted to give a little bit of background of where I am actually coming from. Okay, so I'm just going to give like a brief summary of the events that did happen. Um, back in June of this year, 2020, I had a death in the family that actually hit me really hard. And now I understand that death is a part of life and people are born to die. It's just the way <laughs> the way things work. But with this particular relative, it actually hit me pretty hard because she was more so like a mother to me. Um, I believe that if it wasn't for this lady, I would not have known my family to this day, my biological family, or even be as close to them as I am. Um, So I feel like I started this grieving process years before my aunt actually passed away. Um, um, I was a freshman at the time. I'm a college grad now, but I was a freshman at the time, and... I was actually downstairs in one of the bedrooms, but I could overhear her late at night. Um, She was crying, and she was on the phone with someone, and she was explaining to them that the doctors had told her that she had cancer, lung cancer. Um, I really couldn't hear anything um, after that, but I just knew that she was really upset, and I didn't want to come bother her because, obviously, if she wanted me to know about her health issues, she would have... told me about it because I was always around her it wouldn't have been like a secret so I didn't want to want to like trouble her with um me knowing you know because she just wanted to make me happy and keep me happy so I spent the last three years keeping it to myself I never wanted her to know that I knew that she was sick because I loved her that much I wanted her to think that I did not know so I just felt guilty um the months leading up to her death because I wasn't around as much as I wanted to be. You know, when we've been in school and just trying to make something better for myself, you know, all, all that she wanted me to do. I um, 
wasn't around her. You know, family is one of the most important things that we're blessed with. But at times, we prioritize other stuff. So I had been feeling guilty for the months leading up. Even though you could physically see that she was getting sicker, I just, you know, I had a lot of guilt surrounding the whole situation. So it kind of hit me hard um, when she actually, two months before she passed away, uh, all the family came together and for the last time. And I could, even then... She was up walking and doing anything and everything that she did normally. So death is so sudden and it sneaks up on you. I Even then knowing that it might have been the last time that I would get a chance to see my aunt, I couldn't even say anything because I was in denial. I was in pure denial. I couldn't even say anything past I love you because I loved her so much that I did not want to see her upset. She had, she was a mother to me since I was four years old. Whether she did everything right, that's, that's up for discussion. But as humans, we're not going to do everything right. I loved her just as, she never had kids, by the way. We were her kids, her family, her nieces, her nephews, even siblings. We were her kids. We were her family. She did get married, but no one is going to ever love you as much as your actual family. No one. So... Um, I was having a hard time with that over the years. I feel like that was one of the reasons why I first, I was already grieving. I was not as happy after that because just in thinking about losing someone so important to me, right there, I accepted death, I think. I accepted that one day she's not going to be here with me, so I need to toughen up, which is why I kind of tried to create distance Somehow I convinced myself that if I took some time apart from her, as if she wasn't here, then it would make things feel better when she's not here. And that's not true at all. That's not true. Once my sibling told me that she only had a couple months left, the whole family knew. It became more real to me. And then I drew myself further back. I I called a few times. Um, She wanted me to come back, which I tried to come back. And that kind of broke my heart when I tried to come back and, you know, I didn't get an answer. No one answered the phone. Um, she, wasn't allowed to, she was not allowed to take phone calls from the family after a certain period of time. And I was just, like, heartbroken. Um, I fell into, like, a, a real, a real, like, I was just in a hard place. And I couldn't manage my emotions properly. And I didn't understand what was going on with me. I guess I was sad. My aunt wasn't even gone. I was very sad, but I never felt like that before. And she's not the first person that um, I know that passed away that I was close with, but it was different for me. Like when, um, when any other family member passed away, yes, I was sad and I thought about it all the time and, you know, even kept them in in my prayers and hoped that they were watching over me. But with this one, it was just like nothing else mattered and I didn't really want to be here anymore after knowing that my aunt would no longer be here. She would no longer have the opportunity to walk me down the aisle or dance at my wedding, hold babies for me. Like she would never have the opportunity. Her, her, Her journey with me ended the day she closed her eyes and for the last time and I was so hard up on accepting that that my aunt was gone that I cried two times since she was one of the most important people to me 
and I cried two times since the day after her funeral and I cried um, last week and her funeral was at least four months ago I cried so hard I couldn't even see on, on my eyes on the way home and it was bad because I'm a type of person that I don't cry I keep myself busy but with her it hit different because she was like a superhero to me she did things for me that I feel like nobody else would do like so selfless like so selfless and we really don't appreciate angels until they're not really with us anymore we just look at their flaws because she was in the flesh she was angel in the flesh and yes she did things that were not okay sometimes she's a little bit crazy but we still loved her the family knows that if any of the family listening they know what I'm talking about they know where I'm coming from yes she's human but like she was pretty much everything to me so yeah after I saw that post last week um, that I was talking about earlier, it made me have a reality check. It made me think about myself in a whole new light. Like, okay, after my aunt's passing, I felt like I was failing at everything because I feel like everything that I was doing was to make her proud, was to make my parents proud. But after her death, I'm, I just started thinking like, OMG. I'm doing all this stuff for to make people proud that may not even be here to see me finish. I started thinking very morbid. And then it also had me thinking, like, maybe I need to go see someone because I seriously only got up out of the bed to eat, to shower. Everything else, I was not okay with. And... Not to mention the pandemic made it worse because we had to quarantine. We have to quarantine. So at that time, it made it worse. Like, I grieved full force. And and it wasn't like a grieving where I was crying all the time. I just did not like anybody. I did not want to be near anybody. It was just horrible for me. And I never felt like that. I'm usually the type of person that will... Even when I'm sad in the inside, I'll try to make other people happy so that I can be happy. But it did not work this time. <laughs> So, anyway, that's where um, the whole point of this um, episode is to go over the five stages of grief. Apparently, what I'm looking at, it's seven, it's seven stages, two more stages, but I'm going to go over the, the main five, and we can talk a little bit about that. Okay, really quickly before I end this podcast, the article that I will be getting the information from is from a site called thehealthline.com, and it's titled, What You Should Know About the Stages of Grief, and it's medically reviewed by um, medical professionals, so let's use this one. Okay, so the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, and okay, according to this article... Not everyone goes through all of the stages, all five stages, and not everyone goes through the stages in order. And I can, you know, agree to that. So, things that a person in the denial stage may say, like say, for example, that they were going through a breakup or divorce, they could say things like, they're just upset, this will be over tomorrow. Now, say if it was about a job loss, something that someone can say, 
if they lost their job and they were still in the, the, the denial stage would be they were mistaken they'll call tomorrow to say that they need me or say in my um, situation um, if it was because of a death of a loved one they could say she's not gone she'll come around the corner any second and the last example on the side about example of if someone is in the denial stage and say it has to do with like a terminal illness diagnosis they can say something like this isn't happening to me the results are wrong now um with the denial stage i can agree to the death of a loved one example because that's one thing that a lot of people will say to you when they tell you when you tell them that that you're sad about a passing of a loved one they'll be like oh they still stay they're still here they didn't even go anywhere. It's just like, um, you know, the transition of energy. You know, energy can neither be destroyed nor created. And I believe that. I do believe that you cannot destroy energy and that they are somewhere nearby. But, you know, I really haven't, you know, covered all that. So I really don't know. I just can only hope that they're still near. Um, so the second stage of grief, well, the second stage, um, the anger stage, an example could be something like, for death of a loved one, it could be, if she cared for herself more, this wouldn't have happened. I do believe that I went through that stage as well. It wasn't fun. Um, well, none of the situation was fun, but just my guilt from wishing I could do more to like, encourage her to stop smoking and stop drinking. But I feel like if an adult has given up on themselves or... They have decided that they are going to go a certain path. It was nothing much for me to do. I could not blame myself, even though I kind of still do. Um, the third stage bargaining for death of a loved one. It says, if only I had called her that night, she wouldn't be gone. Now, for the bargaining stage, the um, where I bargained at was kind of like me saying, maybe if I came around more... I wouldn't feel as guilty, but I'm kind of up in the air about that one. Um, stage four, which is the depression stage, um, it says for the death of a loved one, what am I without her? Now, definitely the depression stage. I remember like screaming out and honestly, thinking back on it, I just feel so dramatic. I have not been com- become like really comfortable with expressing emotion so like when I was saying these things to myself I just felt really dramatic and out of place but what am I without her you know so and the fifth stage is the acceptance stage so it says under the death of a loved one it says I'm so fortunate to have had so many wonderful years with him and he will always be in my memories now as far as um, the stages of grief goes I kind of been all over the place except for the acceptance stage. Um, now, one of the things that I have accepted for that is like, you know, she's not in pain anymore. How selfish am I to want her to be here or wanted her to come back when she was not okay here? So I know that she's in a better place and I do appreciate the years that she, she was here. Um, you know, without her, I would be in probably a worse situation I don't really know but I know that everything's happens for a reason and everyone has a purpose in your life and time you're on borrowed everyone is on borrowed time so yeah that's like the four 
stages of grief and I kind of just been all over the place not really taking my mental health seriously which I need to stop um definitely probably will try therapy because self-counseling doesn't really help me like I'll just say that I'm okay and then you know don't be okay so definitely want to check that out but yes that's the end of the first this first episode of this podcast uh, you know, Grease, which is definitely a silent killer. You know, I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Bye.